Yeah, yeah. Hello. All right. Thank you for joining me. Sorry about that earlier. My pleasure. It's... <laughs> All right. So I'll go ahead and introduce you. All right. So we have Android on here. He is a rapper out of Macon, Georgia. All right. And he is discussing his new album, Forsaken. So you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about you. Yes, I am on uh, Android. And, um, I don't consider myself a rapper. Uh, I consider myself as an artist. <laughs> because <laughs> rappers just rap. And I actually do way more than that. Um, I've been doing this for like, I said a good 13, 14 years. I'm deeply rooted into the city. Um, Ain't that much in depth to me. I'm just basically the average person trying to make it just like everybody else. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. And you made a good point because there actually is a lot more to being an artist than just being a rapper. So yeah. what what do you do that will turn that will make you be an artist versus just being somebody who raps? Like a rapper is basically someone that just gets a beat and just raps about anything. Uh, uh, artists paint pictures, or uh, artists um, do concepts, or uh, artists basically is more in-depth into their craft. They're not just, you know, this beat sounds like we're going to, we at the club, let's do a club beat. Uh, if I, when I hear a beat, I'm thinking of concepts, I'm thinking of ways I can mold it to come at it in a different angle that wasn't done uh, before, a way that nobody else has done it. It's artistry instead of just being on one plane. It's a, whole, it's a whole concept to everything I do, even when it comes down to visuals. And that's artistry over just being a rapper. So that's when, that's what, that's the reason that I'd be like, with someone be like, oh, yeah, this a rapper, this a rapper. Yeah, that is a rapper. But this is a, a artist because right. he actually cares about what he's doing. That's true. And it's, there, you're right. It's, there absolutely is a lot to being an artist, and being a rapper is just like one small aspect of it. So, I feel you. And your your music does paint a picture, and right. that's one thing that I do appreciate because I when I listen to somebody, and even some people can sound, some people can be real lyrical. They can have the best metaphors, and still not really be talking about anything. Like their project right. is not. Right. It's like you listen to it, but it's like, what's the bigger picture? You know, like what what are you trying to like? What are you trying to portray here? So, okay, lyricism don't define you as an artist either. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think just because you can actually rap, that means you're an artist as well. But that's not the same thing. Cause you could be saying a whole bunch of nothing. That is true. That is true, and it's so much more. And being a lyricist is just one part of being a rapper. Because I always say, you know, I'm a poet. I write. But mm -hmm. when you write, when you make music, the beat has to sound good. The lyrics has to sound mm -hmm. good. It has to be a, a concept to it because if you can't put it all together, then honestly, it could have just stayed a poem. You know, mm -hmm. and that's art. Yeah. It's putting it together to make a picture. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about your earlier projects. I know I did 
take the time to listen to your previous albums, um, Sins and Blessings. So, and that was good. It uh, that I'm glad I sat down and listened to it, and then listened to Forsaken. It made things make a lot more right, make a lot more sense. So, I mean, it made sense anyway. But it's kind of like watching part two of, of a movie before you watch part one. So right, yeah. so I'm glad I went back and listened to the whole thing. It was pretty dope. But well, yeah, tell me about what inspired them. Uh, actually, um, Forsaken. The reason why it's spelled with the four is because this is my fourth project okay. that I actually put out and pushed. My first one, I was start my first one with was. The injection. I think I was like, well, I'm pretty sure. I think I was like 21, 22 when I put it out. And the reason why I came out with the injection was, um, I was always on the scene as far as uh, rapping and performing and everything. But I never put out a project. I was uh, basically managing uh, a group called South NT, and I was putting out their music, not even noticing the person that's like leading the pack never had a project. Like I just. Yeah. I was always for everybody else until um, my cousin Tastic. He was basically like, Joy, you know, you ain't never did nothing. <laughs> and I was like, what you mean? All the music that I got. He was like, yeah, you got music, but you ain't never put nothing out. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I don't have a mixtape or album or nothing. So he was like, well, we're going to um, put some out. And that's why I did call it the injection because it was basically me being injected into the game. Like, basically, this is me, okay? <laughs> now y'all get to see me. It, it, this been a growth process because if you listen to my first uh, project and listen to now, you will see a complete growth because when I first started off, I used to just talk about anything. I talk about my grandma got diabetes, died of AIDS and everything, just say whatever to get that shock factor. Yeah. But now since I got older and more mature, my music more of artistry, because at first I was just rapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I came out with the Injection 2, which basically uh, you'll see a growth from me just saying anything for a shock factor to me trying to mold and see where I'm coming from. Even my sign had changed, because at first I signed it more like a robot. I'd use the layers and everything and then I started trying to rap more with my regular voice and um, that's when I did Sins and Blessings years later after the injection too and it was basically um, like I said previously before when we had the pre-interview or whatever it was basically about every situation I ever went through with a female and I wanted to paint it in a darker setting and if you watch the videos, everybody thought by listening, by looking at the videos or whatever, they felt like I was on some old, you know, Marilyn Manson because it was a lot of death and blood. And I was like, no, it's not like that. I'm trying to paint a different picture. And if y'all look at the video, every last one of the videos are linked. I came out with like four different videos or five and every last one of the videos was linked. But you got to pay attention. Yeah. And uh, it was basically painting the dark side a little. Like everybody always painting the, you know, it's just, you just fall in love and everything's going to be great. But yeah. they don't yeah. never tell you, <laughs> they don't never tell you that, you know, it comes with a lot of heartbreak too. Like on your process of getting there. And then I painted it from my side and from, uh, from females perspective. Cause like I was saying prior, like, you know, sometimes guys, 
as males, we seem to overlook those possibilities as to write in that aspect. Oh. You can you can get another fan base if you come from a female perspective. So oh. I sold a lot mm-hmm. because I, I I tapped into another fan base. Yeah. So I, I was and like, what's you know the women support. <laughs> women support. Yes. Women support. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's crazy because I went, before I even started, uh, I have a longer story, but uh, I was managed by a guy named Fletcher Betts. And uh, he managed me. Uh, I, I even turned down a deal before before I became doing the type of work I do now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me it's three people that buy music. Mm-hmm. That is white people, <laughs> women, and gay guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, if you, okay. <laughs> yeah. like, if you support that, is that true. Group, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. I <laughs> said, if you, that's the reason why my music is the way it is. I only support it. And I tell people that, and people are like, man, that's how I engage, bro. And I was like, I don't care what you say. You don't buy music. Those three people do. <laughs> I was like, and if you look on my page or anything, I interact with anybody. I interact with white people, gay guys, women. I don't care. If you gonna, you going to buy my music, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you have enough music can reach, too. Like, yeah, I'm like- trying to get money. <laughs> And then, honestly, I'm glad that you touched on the whole um, relationship thing from a male point of view because we got plenty of niggas ain't shit songs. Plenty. You know what I'm saying? But you never really hear men talking about relationships. I mean, you might get... Honestly, most rappers, if you really listen to their music, most of them have maybe one, two songs you lucky if you get one song per album like that's like dedicated to a woman that's not just straight talking about sex, but actually like talking about being in love or a relationship or and you know what it is? It's no, you know what it is? It's because it's the way the industry has been molded. We used to uh doing a track and somebody was like, you know what? You ain't got no girl song now. You need to add at least one or two for the women. Yeah. Yep. That's why I came at it. You're like, you know what? What if I came out with a whole album dedicated to those two songs that people just throw in out just for for uh, the women demographic? What if I just did the whole thing like that? Then I can just get that whole little section to myself. I was like, because I love women. Why not? <laughs> why not do a whole album dedicated to women? Like, I think it was a great idea. Yeah, I think so too. I like it. It was different. Um, because even though you know I'm starting this whole podcast thing and working with artists like understand that I don't just want to just have anybody on here I don't care how small the platform might be right now right I will listen to it before because I'm not about to be like what the hell are you um, telling us to go listen to Clarence you know so I I did listen to it so I can appreciate that so let me ask you this do you ever go back and listen to some of like your your first project are you still proud of your first project or do you ever look back and be like damn like I'm glad I I mean of course you're glad that you have you've had growth but how do you feel about your first project listening to it now like I cringe sometimes (laughs) I cringe sometimes because some of the things I said I was like I can't believe I said that (laughs) like what the hell was I on? Because back then we were just young in the studio, drinking, doing whatever. I ain't gonna go into uh, the whole thing, but we just did whatever and just record it. And I, I cringe 
not because of the the way I rap, because I actually felt like I was more in my bag then. And when we say when rappers say more in my bag, that mean I I had more bars. I I was more lyrical then. Um, you kind of like once you start maturing, and once you start getting to the point that you gotta say a story like I do now, you can't say anything, and you can't you probably can't fit all those lyrics into when you're trying to explain from a true aspect. Like, when I was just rapping, rapping, I, yeah, I hit bars or whatever, but I wasn't saying anything. So now when I look back on those things, I was like, you know what? I I, I appreciate it because I know I can go in my bag whenever I want to, but I appreciate myself more now because I'm speaking something that can actually touch people or, or that's actually truth or making better music than just rapping about anything and just carrying on for a shop factor. Yeah. I can I I can definitely respect that. Like even when I look back at some of my poetry, I mean I wasn't talking about pimping hoes or nothing like that <laughs> back then. But like when I just look back, because I started writing when I was like 10, I I mean you do see the growth. And I I'm like, dang, I really said that. But at the same time, just sometimes I'm just like, okay, well, at least I actually put out some content, you know, back then. At least I actually took the time to write it, even if I did have to go back in. I used to that. say everything. <laughs> like, to give an example, I said one time, I was like, uh, and just rapping for a shock factor. Yeah. I remember doing a song, and I basically said this when I was 21 just be saying anything. I was like, I got herpes, gonorrhea, syphilis, and AIDS. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Roll, like, if they catch it, I'm about to get paid. And I was like, oh, was <laughs> so those was shock factors that I would put in a song, and people were like, you know what? What is he talking about? That is that kind of dope because he actually can rap, but what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Oh, you oh, know what? Yeah. I can't be mad at you about that because sometimes I sit back and think about the things that I used to twerk to. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I can't even judge. Like, right. what? It's a like 10 years ago. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Right. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for change. So, so who are you inspired by? Like, do you have a favorite artist who, who do you? You know, do you oh, listen yeah, every- to anybody else when you when you're making your own music? Do you listen to anybody else, or do you just? No, I, I purposely go on my own ways when I um, write my own music. I don't try to inspire from a lot of art, other artists, but I do listen to everything and grasp from those because I like Marilyn Manson and Eminem's and your uh, Nickelbacks and. You know, I listen to everything. Uh, when it comes down to rappers, you know, my everybody know my favorite group is uh, Spillmore. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> me and Sean Jay probably ain't on it. I'm still oh. trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to get him from, to unblock me. Because <laughs> I done been cussed out by Sean Jay too. So really, yes, I'm so serious. It was about eight years ago. It was on Twitter. I know it was a long time. I think you told me about that. <laughs> so don't feel me, but I still love them though. Like I still love Sean. Me James. too. Me I too. I was listening to them the other day. Well, Smoke but- was always my favorite. Even though Sean Jay is to me is more lyrical than Smoke. Smoke just had that whole sound. You know how you have somebody like 
Uh, you can have somebody that can be lyrical, and then you got somebody that can make stuff sound good. Yeah. So Smoke always had that way to make everything sound good. So when I came out, everybody said I sound like Smoke. Really? Everybody. Yes. Like, if you listen to my earlier music, oh, okay. you would think I was Fillmore. Everybody said that I was Fillmore. I'm going to make it fine. <laughs> first. Because, see, I'm just, like, on, like, titles, Spotify, and stuff like that. So I've only, I've only honestly listened to Oh, it won't be on that. It'll be on SoundCloud. And the last one, so I don't know where can I find the the first two projects because I want to hear this. I want to hear. It'll be on. Uh, it'll be on SoundCloud. Same thing. Android eighty seven. You can find it on SoundCloud. You know, back then everything was free. We just wanted to put the music out there. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> now it's like I need my money now. <laughs> yeah, for real. Seriously, and now it's easier because. You know, like back in like the early two thousands, it was really like hand to hand. You had to hand out mixtapes, you right. had to email them, and now you can just put your stuff on a platform, and pretty much anybody can get a check as long as you can. So I think that's a that's a blessing, honestly. To and it's crazy how everybody still haven't catched up to that particular point. I've been telling people like, you know, you can um, you can basically put your music on. Title and 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 all these platforms from one site and blast it off. Like I don't, don't think to. that people were aware. Honestly, I don't think that people knew because at one point, you know, title is still relatively new. Um, Spotify. I don't remember. I don't remember it being available to like indie artists like that. I I think that it used to be you had to have some connection. So I don't know if yeah, you did, you did, and I and I, and I want to say this. Yeah, but I want to say this for anybody that's listening in right now. Uh, title is black owned and it pays artists the most. Really, out of, yeah. out of any streaming service, and that's why I always tell people. Use title because they pay the most out of any streaming service. Apple, none of them pay more than title, and it's black owned. So oh, you right. can't beat black owned and paying you the most. They have a connection with their artists. They know it's it's built from an artist, so they know the grind it takes. So that's why they pay more. Apple just you know they they cool streaming services, but if anybody if you have a a, a streaming service of choice, it should be title. I prefer Title. I have been using Title since the beginning, but I will say the only reason why I started using Title was because they were geniuses. I don't know if you remember when Beyonce's Lemonade album came out. They were yes. only putting <laughs> on Title. On Title. And so me being they me, do I downloaded it. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I got hooked. And also, I did like the fact that it's black on. And they do give you know, they give student discounts. Like, it's about the same price as I think Apple Music and, um, you know, Spotify. They all, like, run around $10 a month. But if, title, if you like hip-hop, which is our culture, title yeah. have more of yes. the oldies that we like. And one of the reasons why I got off of Apple was I was searching for the first 8 Ball and MJG album. Man. And I couldn't find it on Apple. So when I got on title, I seen it. I'm like, you know what? This sold me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, A-Ball and MJG. I was at a music festival a couple years ago and somebody canceled. And I guess they just called A-Ball and MJG because they wasn't even on the lineup. And they just showed up and performed. I was like, man, I'm living my teenage dreams right now. I probably would have went crazy. I did. <laughs> and I was all these young kids and I'm looking at them like, y'all don't know who the hell. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I probably would have went crazy. 
was great though. So, you listen to everything. That's interesting. I think that there's a stereotype that most black people just listen to like rap or especially you being a, you know from the south. My favorite uh, rock group is Evanescence. My favorite rapper is who? I said my favorite rock group is Evanescence. Oh, okay. I hate they broke up, but I still go back and listen to all the old music. So how did you stumble across that kind of music, like, coming up? Like, did you just, did you have friends that listened to it? Or you just... You know, I just was always interested in uh, rock. It was always, like, you know, how people just be changing the channel, and they'll go past the station and be like, oh, that's some trash. I was just always interested in it. And I was always interested in like Marilyn Manson and the eerie sets and everything. I was like, oh, you know, and, and if you look at my videos or whatever, it's, it kind of like explains it all with the deaths and oh. it, it time back to life, you know, life is deaths and everything. And I just keep it in a rotation. Okay. Okay. I can understand that. So do you have, do you have a favorite song or some favorite songs on this album? I know, of course, you put it together, so. I'm sure you love everything on it, but do you have any songs that like you hold to your heart closer than others? Oh yeah, 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 I do. Um, one of my favorite songs is "Father Figure." Okay. I don't know if you I heard did. it. Yeah, I did. Um, uh, "Father Figures." I love that song basically because my son is on it. Hmm. Um, I was gonna ask. You, I figured that was your son. So was that the oldest son my, or the youngest? My youngest son. And he wants okay. to be a DJ. So once I once the album released, and I sent, and then he called himself DJ Mini eighty seven after my name. I don't know why he did that, but uh, he wants to be a DJ bad. Wants to be a DJ so bad for Christmas, he asked for a DJ setup. So he oh, wanted, wow. yeah, he wanted to be a DJ. So once I showed him that, he, yo, that's great. I get to be on your album. I'm like, yeah, I'm like that's cool. Like that. So he was like, yeah. So that song meant a lot for me, you know me being able to rap about my dad and then to incorporate my son on it and then once we do the video we are all three of us gonna be in the video so that song meant a lot to me so that's why it was one of my favorite songs i love Um, i think i played it like four times back to back when i heard it yeah i I uh, yeah I, i i mean i love to hear men actually talk about stuff like that and especially the fact that I think some people like to use that as an excuse, like something you might have gone through when you were younger, like, well, I never had this, so I don't, you know, I don't know how to be a father. Right. It's not an excuse. <laughs> My dad wasn't there like that. I came out pretty okay. So how was that, like, rekindling that relationship as you got older? Oh, it was, it was kind of crazy, really, because, uh, me and my dad didn't start getting a uh, close relationship until I got older and I realized that, you know, he was still young. My dad was young, he had me. He was the same age I was when I had my first son. And um, both of us were 16. So <laughs> that's hard being a, a child trying to raise a child. So I understand where he was coming from. He, he, he still have his moments, but I can tell he was a, he's a good guy. He wasn't really trying. He was just doing everything he could. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, because sometimes you really do just have to forgive and move on. Yeah, you know? I did. <laughs> I'm like, I forgive you. I said it in the song. I forgive you. You still have 
plenty of years left for him to be a dad to you, be a grandfather. You know, your kids. Some people will just be like, Kitty, you ain't been here. We ain't got to ever talk, you know? If he is listening to this, I'm going to tell him now. He kind of sucking at that granddaddy point. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I be telling him all the time, come get these kids, man. <laughs> but he, right, he be trying. He's like, man, I'm, I'm going to come over there and get them. <laughs> I always advocate for people to at least try to rekindle it. I, um, I lost my dad at the beginning of this year. This year has sucked, <laughs> but... I lost my dad at the beginning of this year. One thing I will say is that sometimes I feel like I grieve the relationship that I wish I had with him more than I actually grieve the relationship that I had with him. We did start getting closer like as I got older, but then when that person passes away, you think about all the, all the shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always say at least try. And even if you reached out, you know, to your parent, or it could be a sibling, Whoever, you know, if you try to rekindle it, if it doesn't work, at least you know you try. Because I'm telling you, when they go, they go, and you don't want that, you know, like lingering in your mind. But yeah, that was definitely my favorite song on the album. So what's what's another one? Um, let me see. So many songs on there. Uh, yeah, that's see. a lot. That's a long project. You know, sometimes you get an album, maybe about 10 songs on there, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Every project I have done been over 20 songs. I see. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay. That's and easy. that's me cutting down. <laughs> that's good. Um, okay. uh, let me see. Uh, another song would have to be too raw. Uh, that's feature, that's featuring uh, my cousin, uh, Sean Clark. We call okay. him Fantastic. Um, that song was actually a uh, late add in. We added in at the last minute. I got the beat, and I was like, I gotta do something to this. And we even did a skit to it. He's like, Man, let's do a skit. I'm like, What's the skit gonna be about? He was like, Let's say this gay guy come over and he trying to record, and you like, and he just being too much. And I was like, What you mean? And he was like, Okay, he comes over, but he just doing too much. I'm like, Okay, let's do that. So it was a late ad, but we're gonna. We're gonna actually push this as a single because I made the uh, clean version to it. So this is gonna be the first single. Okay. I'm gonna push that to the DJs. Yeah. There's a lot of them on it. I just can't, the crazy thing is, I can't even think of nothing on top of my head. I know Rose. Uh, Rose yeah. was a very uh, inspirational song to me because it's basically coming from the uh, main female and the side chick perspective. And I was actually able to put that whole thing together like that. So I, I think that was one of my favorite songs. If not the Yeah, I like I like that song too. But then I was like, dang, I don't want to sing like the typical woman, you know, that's uh, that's like an obvious song, you know, that, that women would like on there. But to my rose. <laughs> I I enjoyed that one. That was that was cool. Yeah, that was scripted for like here y'all go. <laughs> Yeah, that was whatever. Because this one wasn't a concept album uh, intended for just uh, women by itself. I wanted to give everybody something because I excluded everybody from the last one. So this one, I wanted to be able to give something to the hood, give something to the women, the side chicks. (laughs) Everybody. Yeah, they need love. Side chicks need love too now. Yeah, they need love too. (laughs) They do. So, um,. Fucking you could definitely be a single. 
Well, no, no, no. Play like in a club or you know something like that. I could definitely. And that song, so though I got all my friends on it. If you hear, yes, I was gonna ask you about the singers. Um, I know, so I was looking up some of the names because see, I'm so. And this is something that I used to love about Title, but they took it away. I'm such a I don't even know how to explain it. I will look through and find out who the artist was, who the writer was. I want to know the producer, but they don't have like all of that in there. So because most of those people are not on title, none of that. Like everybody that I got Yeah, but no, it used to be a feature in title where you could see like who wrote it. And even mm-hmm. if they weren't on there, it would still have like your name as like the composer or something. But I'm saying it does. I wrote it. <laughs> oh, you wrote the whole thing. You wrote all, like you wrote even the singing parts and all yes. of that. That's why what? it's me as a writer. Okay. I do it all. Like I write it and everything. Like I write the singing part and everything. So how do you find your singers? Do you just know people that can sing? Like do you ever been like, working with so many people? Just work okay. Just working with so many people. Like I be at events and why everybody else you know. Like I'll be at a um, like an event when it's just got a lot of local artists or whatever. Just like I just went to one like uh, I think it was like a, uh, two days ago and I got a group and they um they was very good. The sound quality and whatever was off on them and everybody was overlooking them. But I was looking at them like, oh, this is talent right here. So I got the information and everything so I can work with them. I was like, okay, cool, y'all, y'all. You know, I can put y'all in the studio so y'all can get a better sound quality or whatever. And then in that, I will do a song with them. And then people be like, oh, man, where you get them from? Like, well, those was the guys y'all was overlooking looking over okay. when we was at the project, where we was out, you know, just having fun. Y'all was looking over that. I was paying attention. I see some singers on Facebook or whatever. They'll be singing. I inbox so like, hey, you can sing. Can I do a song with you? And they'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on to the studio. And we try to treat everybody like family. That's what's up. That's good, though, because a lot of people, if you ain't already popping, they don't really want to deal with you, and then as soon as you make it, you're like, yeah, I know him. We was cooping back, and they're like, nah, nigga. You, right. not, <laughs> you are not even supporting. So don't Right, because I know how it feels to be the underdog. So, hey, yeah. I want to work with the uh, people that everybody is not. So they, they ain't popping, so we ain't going to mess with them. Oh, no, they got talent. I'm going to work with them. Yeah, and that's one reason why I really wanted to do, like, indie artists on here, because I just love, I I mean, I love music, period, but I really love, like, people that are strong enough to be an independent artist, because that's not easy, for one, and then, like, a lot of times, y'all have more creative freedom, so it's better, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not packaged until, like, what a label wants you to produce, Mm -hmm. so you're actually getting something that's more authentic, so that's why I love it, whether it's rappers, singers, you know, Whatever, that's, but it, yeah, that's the reason like why a lot of these. What was that? Oh, so do you feel like you would want to be signed to a label, or would you rather stay independent? My label is already like uh, LLC. Like everything, my label is an actual label, so I sign myself to my label. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I guess okay. Let me rephrase it. Would you ever have you ever like wanted to be a part of like a bigger label like Def Jam or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, or would you rather keep it the way it is now? I would, but I would like to go in a lane that every, most of artists are going in now, and that's basically okay. I have my label. You have someone like Universal, and we do a joint project. 
Uh, okay, so kind of like how J. Cole has Dreamville, but he still signed, you know, okay. Right, like that. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you ever feel like, I know you said your projects are long and you had to cut down a lot. So do you ever get writer's block or do you always just have something that's on your mind that you have to get out? Yes, I do have writer's block. Um, basically, like with this album, it took two years. Sins and Blessing took about two years. So I'm not like one of those artists just that keep putting put out projects and everything. I have to wait until I actually go through that because I'm not trying to lie. I'm not, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like doing songs that I got to lie. I want to give you what actually happened. So I, I have to go through life situations and then write about it. So when I, I do get writer's block and I will just sit back and just wait until I get an epiphany and then I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm going to write about that. Okay. That's what's up. I... I definitely feel you on that. I feel like sometimes you, you do have to go through the stuff. I mean, you can write from other people's perspective, but honestly, the best stuff really comes from when it's something that you can feel, you know, yourself, well, my, you know, something that you've actually been through. So I get that. Um, so you shot the video for four seven. Yeah, so when are, when are we gonna when are we gonna see that? Like when is that yeah. That video should uh that video should be out in the next two weeks. Uh, it should be out in the next two weeks. And I'm actually working on another video. So every time a video drops, I'm in the process of working on another video because I want everybody to see visuals of their favorite song. Okay. Oh, so you trying to do... So how, like how many songs can we expect to have videos to them? At least eight or nine. Oh, wow. Okay. That's dope. That's what's up. So how was the video? All right. So the video shoot turned out well. I know making can kind of get a bad rap, you know, for being kind of rough and everything. So I was if I would have been there, you know, I'm in North Carolina. If I would have been there, I probably would have pulled up to it, you know. But yes. so, but how was the atmosphere? It seemed like it was all love from what I could see. It was all love, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I pulled the city together because I just wanted to show people that we kind of get a, a a grim visual of making. And I want to show everybody that we can come together and as artists uh, coming from different hoods, you know, I don't want nobody to feel that, you know, who it's a beef in, you know, we got people from Bloomfield, or Fort Hill, the uh, Bellevue. Uh, I got Crips in it. I got Bloods in it. I wanted to just show you that people actually in making can form together and make uh, a piece Boy, of work. Boy, how you pull that off? They need you working on the police force. Come <laughs> on, out there. <laughs> and yeah. nobody fighting or shooting that's amazing yeah it, it was kind of like if you like when a video come out you will be actually be able to see crips and bloods standing you got people sea walking with blood standing right there oh, wow. throwing up they sides and you got people crip walking right there on the scene like and you know you got your gds and everything and people from bloomfield and fort hill and everybody just down in one sitting and I wanted to look like that. I was like, yeah, get out there. Do, do your thing, man. You know, you got your bloods out there throwing up their signs, everything just showing. Basically, we ain't all, everybody ain't on all that killing and all that beefing. And I love that. And another thing that I love about that is because, you know, making, 
Macon is not Atlanta. And I see so many people that are from like smaller cities, which Macon is not as small. Like I know some real small, you know, cities, but you know, sometimes people move away, they kind of start fronting like they're from somewhere else, or they don't really try to put their own city on. So yeah. I think that's good that you did that. I, I definitely understand that being from North Carolina, you know. Yeah, I used to get it all the time. Like, oh, y'all ain't got no rappers from there. Y'all ain't got no artists. All y'all got is Fantasia. Do you know her? Which mm-hmm. is funny. I actually do because we so small up here that, you know, you can't help but know people. But I love when people, you know, put their city and I, on. And I will be releasing a deluxe version of the album, which will have uh, 478 again. And it will be featuring different artists, um, younger. Like, I didn't really... On okay. this one, I feel bad about it because I didn't really reach out to a, a younger generation. I was trying to put more of the old heads and uh, newer rappers where I didn't get that many 90s babies, as they say, on it. So with this new one, I'm going to release. They're going to have more artists and uh, they're going to have more songs on the deluxe edition of the album. Okay. What else was up? So do you want to... Do you see yourself continuing to manage um, other people? I know you said you uh, ran into that group. Like, is that something you would really want to tap into for real? Or do you think they might be the only ones that you try to? Yeah, I manage on now. I manage, I actually manage Tastic. Uh, I got a young lady by the name of Whitney Waters. I manage her. She's a singer. Um, okay. Young yeah, she was on this album, right? Was she on the last one too? Because I remember she, that. She didn't make this one. She uh, was on, she was she on, on the last one. Okay, because I remember that name. I was trying to remember what song it was. Yeah, she actually got a single out, and uh, we're trying to do more music with her or whatever. And uh, uh, she's a younger girl, and um, I got a younger guy by the name of D. Money. He's like 19. I'm working with him. He's a singer. He's actually on, uh, if you listen to the um, Trapping on the Wave, and he's so so excited about doing that video, and uh, he just young. He he remind me of a younger me. Just want to get your music out there, so I'm trying to work with him too. So I, I do tap into the managing thing, and I'm basically me managing is basically when I was being managed. I'm just basically giving them the same structure that I had, which was a great structure. How do you have time to do all of this? Like, when do you sleep? Because you still work a full-time job on top of all of this. I don't. I try to balance it between being a, a full-time dad, uh, uh, working, and like if I get a weekend off, I come home and I'm like, okay, look, uh, I got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm going to get the kids on Friday. We're going to go do this. And then round about when the kids sleep, I'm going to sneak to the studio, put in like six hours and I'm going to go over here and do that. Like, uh, four or three days to me is like three weeks. Oh, wow. That's dope. You need to help me with some time management. Then. <laughs> For real. I ain't got no kids, so I don't have no excuse. But that's and the crazy thing, I just got asked that. Somebody in my inbox right now saying, man, how, how the hell do you sit there and be able to do a full album, be a father, work, and do all this at the same time? Like, man, this is not easy at all. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I'm tired just thinking about it. Like I said, I ain't... and you have two sons and a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 14-year-old, 13-year-old, and a 6-year-old. Oh, wow. That is work. That is work. So, I commend y'all parents. I'd be like, oh, my goodness. Y'all do this <laughs> every day? Like, 
Yes. They, they got to eat every day. Every day. Yes. Every day. And it's hard because yeah. I'm an actual, actual father. So uh, me and my both, I got uh two uh baby mothers and we all co-parent. I don't have that. I, I was blessed not to have the baby mama drama. <laughs> so uh, we get the co-parent and I don't have to worry about all that child support and all that arguing and you can't have your kids. But that's what's up, though. I mean, but honestly, I mean, okay, I know there are some women out here who just try to exploit men and put them on child support. But really, most of the women that I know, because like I said, I don't have children. Most of the women that I know, if they have, if their kid's dad is a good father, they would rather not go through the system. But it's the fact that a lot of women are pushed to going through that, you know? Right. don't have a choice so i mean if more men would be like you and just do what they're supposed to do from the jump they might be able to avoid all of that but right <laughs> right yeah. now i get cussed out if <laughs> i talk about child support honey my inbox be flooded full of baby daddies oh and yeah <laughs> and i'm like look i don't have no kids i'm not your baby mama don't be mad at me but they be heated so that's a touchy situation. It is. It is. This might be. That might be a podcast episode. Episode for. Should do it because that's a that is a touchy situation. I have to have you back on here. But yeah, but I really appreciate you coming on here today. I'm gonna insert the clips um at the end of this once I finish editing, so that people can go through and listen. But tell people what platforms is it on we know it's on title and what else can they find it's on every music platform like only thing you have to do is put in keyword android 87 on android is spelled the same way you would spell android instead of uh i you put a y and it's 87 um keyword forsaken uh instead of uh for you put the number four in uh s-a-k-e and uh, let, me not, let me not forget that uh, I've been drinking. Um, you just put that keyword uh, Android 87 Forsaken um, on any platform right about now. I'm on Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, Apple, Xbox Live, um, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can probably even put it up on uh, you, I know you can put it up on YouTube. Okay. Uh, every major platform. If you can't find it, you will be able to find it. The only thing you got to do is Google me. Oh. I can't be Googled. That is what's up. I didn't even know Xbox Live was a thing. That lets you know how old I am. I didn't even know. Yeah, Xbox Live is a thing. You know, um, oh. they, they basically building their whole platform around being able to watch TV and music too. Okay, that's what's up. Oh, and you mentioned that you had been drinking, and that reminded me of another song that I didn't, we hadn't really listened to, but I listened to it today. And that was the song, what is it, Gin and Crown? Yes, actually had a video for that. Uh, <laughs> Jen and Crown. I, I kind of skipped over that song, and see, that's why I said it takes that day. old '90s feel. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and then you have to listen to anybody that listens to this album. Listen to it in the car, okay? You have <laughs> you can't got to. And the crazy thing about it, my homeboy he actually loves Jen. And I always be like, man, I don't see how you drink gin. And he was like, I don't see how you be on that crown. I was like, man, crown is for the gods. And he was like, man, no. Crown, crown on ice. 
Jim Scott got the whole song about it. So talk about more than just that. But yes, Brown on Ice is good. I can't do Jim. I can't I can do Jim, but I gotta already been drinking. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a headache out of this world. I can't do it. Can't so we got it. together. We was actually that is crazy on um, Jen and Crown. Um if you look on the um the album, it got Jen and Crown and we have uh uh, eye for an eye, and uh, it's with a guy, uh, a rapper from Macon, uh, called Jay Flying. And we was actually supposed to be doing a, a joint mixtape called Gin and Crown. And Gin and Crown, the song supposed to be like the platform song for the mixtape, but on uh, our schedules keep clashing, so we was not able to put out the full project, which we may do later on in the years. We're ready right now. Uh, we just was using those songs that we recorded together, and he put a couple of them on his project, and I put a couple of them on my project. Okay. Well, that's I'm going to have to look up these other people that you were talking about, because the girl that you had, the girl that you have signed, Whitney, mm-hmm. I like her. Like, I've yeah, only heard dope. her on your projects, but I'm going to have to look up the rest of her stuff. Have her. Oh, yeah, yeah, please look her up. She's uh, a great talent. Uh, a bit hard-headed. <laughs> But <laughs> she's a great talent. Hey, you have to be these days. You have to be. But um, all right. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on. I will be sure to share this everywhere I can. Is there anything else that you want to add before I let you go? Yes, I would like to say for any artists that are um, inspiring to be. And artists or whatever are inspiring to be the game. One of the things I like to tell everybody that's young and everybody that wants to enter into the game, always be true to yourself. Always do music that you like. Don't never let nobody mold you around anything that gonna pull you out of your element. Cause the first time you let somebody pull you out of your element, you are not making music that will sell. And you're liking you will always be basically a clone. So don't let nobody uh, don't let nobody clone you. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Because when especially when you do it like that, anyway, there's always going to be somebody. If they can build you, they can build somebody else, and they will. Right. So, but when you are creative and unique, like that, can't be replaced. It's some artists that just really can never be replaced. But right. then it's something that you hear them and you be like, oh, okay, in about two or three years, it'd be somebody else that's down similar to them that'll be a little bit hotter than them and they'll be hot for a little while and then, you know, so on and so on. Yeah, but, don't, don't uh, allow create, nobody to clone you. Do your own thing. Create something that if you do a reunion concert in 20 years, people still gonna come out. You know now, what I'm people, saying? People, people are not making... People are not making timeless songs anymore. Like you come off with that first timeless song, and you be like, you know what? That's timeless. They're not making it anymore. They're because they're trying to fall into that. Uh, basically, I call it the machine. And it's basically okay. how the, how the music industries and the major uh, companies, whatever, they be like, you know what? This is selling right now. You look and you play that part, and this is what we want you to do. Do it yourself. Don't let nobody mold you into a clone. Do your own type of music. That's so, even if you listen to your music years from now, you'll be like, you know what? I did that. That came from me. I didn't listen to nobody to get that out. That's what's up. I definitely agree. Great advice. 
advice. Well, again, thank you so much for coming no on. I appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you again because I'm sure you'll be putting out more stuff in the future. So yes, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good evening. And a good All right. And thank you for having me on. Oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dip before this on the burn bridges, no extension. Fuck with niggas that touch smoke keys and IT technicians. I bar from the smoke. I got it out the mud, slide legal, bitch. I'm booling. Shout out to my blood, no restriction to a hue. But I'm addicted to the color green. Make these whole side disclosures like Charlie Sheen. Long stroke, she nicknamed the dick limousine. Dropping polo on the scene, smelling like bubble gum and Listerine. I'm a keen ball, peasant nigga, what you mean? I am Android, triple beam. I delete the scene. Hopping out of trees like Vietnamese, I'm my enemy. Switch you on time. I like my women like my coos, that's so 
no top up, cup, no cops, bust, no stops. Go on like I never in the story, no flop. Then assume the position that she jumping up the deep end. She ain't got at least he died to see.
Who am I to want this attention from another man? A nigga got his own problems coming with empty hands. You like a fan, viewing his life from an open window. You like a fan, I reach high but couldn't pick a low. I'm not a saying, am I worth having but not worth racing? Fuck is you saying, my childhood wasn't worth saving. Nigga, stop playing. They told me I had another child. I don't understand, his mama told me forget about it. Not in the plans. I guess now the stress has enhanced. I got time to invest, but I ran. I sip with DNA, only contest what I stand. They ain't pressed for the results. I guess I'm less than a man. Hey. Dad, you keep on lying to me. Please talk to me. I keep on calling you, texting you. You didn't even text me back. Fucking out in Bloomfield drugs, we abuse. 